Will you spend another summer working on your yard for your spouse, kids, and guests? Or would you rather spend the summer with your spouse, playing with the kids, and relaxing with guests? Hire Blue Duck Lawn Care to get the super healthy lawn you love and neighbors will envy. Blue Duck does the fertilizing and weed control. You just mow to get a lush, thick lawn. Best in your neighborhood. If it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. Remember, if it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, February 8th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So as expected, the Senate's vote to advance that border bill failed yesterday. It's the first of two votes that Chuck Schumer is forcing on the issue. The second one removes the border provisions. So pretty much he gave everybody two options. The first option was money for Ukraine and Israel without border money. And then the second option was with border money. But those are the choices, nothing else. So where is the third option, which is the border money without Ukraine money? This whole Ukraine fetish is wild. Because, again, it would be one thing if it wouldn't make it any better, but it would be one thing if it was some country we have long-standing economic and you know military ties to, and you would say, "All right, I don't agree with this, but I at least understand the conversation." Like the Israel, the Israel conversation, I actually understand. Uh, they shouldn't be paired to border security, mm-hmm. but I get the Israel conversation about should we give them more money? How much should we give them? What should it go for? I, while disagree that we should be giving more money, I understand the conversation. This one is beyond puzzling because we are talking about refusing to secure our southern border over a country that doesn't even like us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even going to be up for debate now. However, here's the interesting part. Chuck Schumer, he switched his vote to no at the end as well. Now, that's a procedural move that allows him to call the bill back up for reconsideration. But it's interesting that he's out there blasting everybody, especially Donald Trump, who doesn't even get a vote. And he voted no at the end himself. I get this all the time. We in politics where something is my fault we get this all the time from the whatever establishment people supporters whatever Mm -hmm. it's our fault we're this we're that and it i will say how could it be my fault if something doesn't go forward in the government or doesn't pass we don't have a vote it's the same thing here donald trump doesn't have a vote you people can do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it your job, Chuck Schumer, is to find 50 votes or depending on how the procedural issue works, 60 votes. Mm-hmm. That is not Donald Trump's responsibility and an, an inability to act by Chuck Schumer because he is insistent upon tying this money for the border to the Ukraine. And, and let's face it, the Republicans want to do that as well. The, the Mitch McConnell and Todd Young and those people, they want to give this money to Ukraine. They desperately want to print $60 billion, make inflation worse, add to the national debt. They want to do it. They just were so besieged with negative phone calls and emails mm-hmm. and however else you can correspond with your elected officials these days 
that they had to pull back on it. Yep. They want to do it. They're working to do it. They're working to screw you over. They just can't figure out a way to thread that needle yet. So Indiana Senator Mike Braun, he said that the Dems built a uh, weak bill, but Chuck Schumer just attacking Donald Trump, saying that he is the one who is causing chaos in the House. Donald Trump wants chaos. Donald Trump does not want success at the border. He wants chaos, and if he became president, I doubt he'd ever solve it, as Mitch McConnell said. And so um, we want them to pass the border bill, and if they vote against border, America will know who is for fixing the border and who is not. Mm. But if it fails, we still believe Ukraine, Israel, humanitarian aid uh, to the Middle East and help in Indochina, mm-hmm. as well as strengthening our military, is vitally important. For all those Republicans who said, well, who first said, well, we want it with border and now say we want it without border, they got both options. On amendments, because I know you'll ask that, we have always been for a fair and open amendment process. Under my leadership, we've done far more amendments than when McConnell was majority leader, and we will have a fair and open process on amendments, okay? position you were five months ago trying to pass this bill without border. Do you have any assurances that the speaker would actually bring this bill up in the Look, the bottom line is the speaker, the majority of Republicans in the House said they want to do Ukraine, they want to do Israel, and we hope that if we pass it in the Senate, that the House would then rise to the occasion. The House is in chaos. It doesn't behoove the Speaker well to block everything because 30 hard right-wing people just want chaos like Donald Trump does. So he continues just to blame everything on Donald Trump, and then he even got a dig in for Mitch McConnell and then the Speaker of the House when, in fact, it was Biden's executive action that dissolved the Trump-era border security. And it was Biden who refused to enforce the existing laws. Of course. And I'll say this right now. I'm not for one more penny going to Ukraine. And people can be mad at me if they want. We have seen no tangible result from all the money that we have sent them. They have fought to a stalemate, which I don't care, Casey. I know that's going to come off as callous to people, Mm. but I do not care about what happens somewhere with a country. I mean, the the people try to frame it as though it's like reliable American ally who we can totally trust and has always been in our corner or, you know, uh, Stalin. That's not true. Is Putin a bad guy? Sure he is. Are the Ukrainians corrupt? Yeah, absolutely. Will the Ukrainians eventually turn on us? Absolutely. Is there any guarantee that these weapons and the the stuff we send them won't end up in the hands? Like it always does. It always does, Casey. Mm -hmm. Every time we get involved in somebody else's mess, it screws us. And the stuff we send them ends up in the hands of somebody who likes us even less than the people we sent the stuff to. Vladimir Putin is a murderer and a thug and a and a lunatic. There's lots of thugs and murderers and lunatics we are in bed with all over the globe. If you're asking me, Rob, would you rather not print any more money and find a way to deal with Vladimir Putin in which we have a reliable ability to work together on terrorism, on commerce, on energy, if those are my two options, if, if that is the, the best option I have, I'm taking that every time. I am so sick of people acting as though if you object to what we're doing in Ukraine, you're somehow anti-patriot or anti-patriotic or anti-American or you, you know, Ukraine's problem is Ukraine's problem. And it is laughable, laughable 
to think that Vladimir Putin has the ability or the means or the wherewithal, if he somehow wins this relatively small portion of land, to push... We're not even talking about the whole Ukraine at this point. We were talking about a sliver of land in the Ukraine. He can't even do that on his own. Yet we're led to believe that unless we send these guys $60 billion, that he is going to somehow push all the way to Poland. Uh, you mean an additional $60 right. billion. Right, Casey. Mm -hmm. That is laughable. And it is always, you know, we know where the money went. We know where a whole bunch of this money went to pay people's salaries. Mm -hmm. We know it went to prop up elitists in Ukraine. We know a bunch of it in, ended up in the hands of the FTX guy. Yep. Uh, it, it, which it, went to Democrats. It went to keep some of their stores open, their fashion industry going. Not one more penny for these people until there is an audit and there's an evaluation and the American people can see, here's the money we sent, here's where it went, and here is how it helped me. I am so sick of my printed money that punishes me and you and Kevin every day and that my kid and my grandkids and their grandkids and their grandkids will have to pay you back. I am so sick of hearing that I am somehow anti-American or anti-patriotic or pro-Putin if I simply say I'm done giving money to people who don't want to be accountable for it and don't even like me. So another thing that happened this week, of course, is the uh, GOP failed to impeach Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas and uh, three Republicans defected from the party line voted against it. And Matt Gates has come out and said that he's never missed George Santos more uh, because he wasn't there to be able to vote with them. And the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, he's finally speaking out about the failed impeachment. Yeah, on impeachment, last night was a setback, but democracy is messy. We live in a time of divided government. Uh, we have a razor-thin uh, margin here, and every vote counts. Sometimes uh, when you're counting votes and people show up when they're not expected to be in the building, it changes the equation. But listen, we have a duty and a responsibility to take care of this issue. We have to hold the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security accountable. Mayorkas needs to be held accountable. The Biden administration needs to be held accountable. And we will pass those articles of impeachment. Uh, we'll, we'll do it on the next round. Next round. So it sounds to me like they're just going to keep circling back to these same issues that they've been working on for months so, and months and months. So it was, I think the vote was 216 to 214. So he's got to come up with two more, like, and then what? So you're going to impeach this guy after you failed. And then let's say you get it across the finish line. What, you think the Senate is going to be just itching to take this up and Schumer's going to make it a priority and he's going to drop everything he's doing over there? And No, we know what Schumer's priority is, and that's sending money to Ukraine. So what are we doing here? Yeah. And it is another example of these Republicans who have the solution right in front of them, which is choke off the money, stop funding Biden's priorities, force him to get his act together, get Mayorkas out of there, get the border under control. They have the ability to do that. But they're not interested in solving the problem. They are interested in mass illegal immigration the same way the Democrats are, but they want you to believe that they are not. So they are continuing on with this ridiculous, illogical. Uh, I heard somebody who works here yesterday advocating, even though constitutionally there's not a high crime or misdemeanor, to just go ahead and go forward with it. That's insane. Well, the Democrats ignore the Constitution all the time. So where does it end? Why do we even have the thing at this point? Mm -hmm. Mayorkas is a complete scumbag, and he sucks at his job, and he's totally incompetent. But is that where we're at now, where we just, we just, hey, we admit there's no high crime or misdemeanor, but 
but just it, it doesn't matter. So he was in Las Vegas yesterday preparing, Mayorkas was, preparing for the Super Bowl because that's where he belongs. And he was asked a question about the impeachment, and we'll get his answer coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. If you ever wanted a lesson on spin, boy, we've got it for you. Do you remember earlier in the week when Joe Biden came out and said that he wasn't going to be doing the traditional pre-Super Bowl interview? Yeah, yeah. A lot of eyeballs will be there. You think it'd be a great opportunity for him, and instead he's choosing not to. And uh, you got to think to yourself, well, why is that? Is it because he can't string a sentence together and he would look like a buffoon in front of millions of people? Yeah, yeah that is a, it is fascinating because, okay, so it it's pregame, yeah. right? It's not, it's not the actual game itself, but you obviously, you know, as you're closing in on the broadcast of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you've got tens of millions of eyeballs mm-hmm. on you. It's while there's always legitimate questions being asked of a world importance or whatever, it's not, you know, it's not a, a real grilling that a seasoned politician, you know, would ha- would struggle to handle. And there's no, a lot of fluff- softball questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why wouldn't he do it, right? It's crazy, isn't Great it? Great opportunity. It's More, crazy. Get his name out there. Get his face out there. More people watching, right? Well, the reason he's not going to do it is for you. Check this out. Anything specifically on why you're not doing the Super Bowl interview? I mean, that's a massive audience in an election year of people who may not be tuned into this White House or this election at this moment. So look, as you know, Super Bowl is a great annual tradition, uh, and uh, look, the president certainly, President Biden, looks forward to uh, uh, to watching the game this Sunday, just like millions of, as you just stated, just like millions of Americans are going are going to be doing that. Uh, and look, you know, we hope that the viewers uh, who tuned in, uh, you know, we know that the viewers who tuned in, they they tune in to watch the game, right? And so, uh, obviously, uh, you know, that is. Uh, um, that is just a fact. They want to see the game. They want to see their favorite team. They want to see a halftime show. Uh, that is what the super, it's that type of tradition. The president will find many other ways to communicate with Americans, uh, the millions of Americans out there, and we will uh, find those ways to do it uh, where we think the time is right. Okay. So he, he's doing it for us. That's the way she lies is, I mean, it is sociopath beyond <laughs> description. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we are led to believe. So they're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe even a billion dollars by the time it's all said and done running for re-election. Mm-hmm. The goal of that, obviously, is to get in front of people. That's what you're buying when you're buying advertising. Right. 
and they offer you the opportunity. Right. I don't know how many people are watching the Super Bowl pregame show, but let's say it's a cool 50 mil. You get a free, whatever it is, 10 minutes or however long in front of 50 million people with largely softball questions. And you go, nah, we don't want to interrupt. People are tuning in for the for the game. The game's not even started yet. We're going to pass on that. Is it because he hates football? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So think about this. Okay? So this is a great example because today's obviously a, a big day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Suzanne Crouch is going to be here at 1030. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, going to be off the charts. The amount of people are going to be listening to that because why? They want to hear what she has to say because and she knows what mm-hmm. she's going to get asked. Mm-hmm. She's going to get asked questions that nobody else is asking. And people want to know, is she going to break from Holcomb on the things we talk about every day? Is she going to embrace them? She's coming in because she recognizes she will have a large amount of people. She knows we're going to be tough on her, but we're going to be fair. She knows she's not going to get sandbagged. And so she says, clearly, she has something she wants to say. Mm -hmm. So she's coming in to do that. That's a radio show. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl, Casey. Yeah. He's, uh, he and he's a- not going to be asked tough questions. <laughs> That's the thing. They're lifestyle questions. How are you and Jill celebrating the Super Bowl? This you is know, the game. What are you guys going to eat? What flavor ice cream are you having? This is the game that we play. And part of the reason it's rare that we have politicians on, and I told somebody who works for this the other day, is because usually they're very boring and they add absolutely nothing to the conversation <laughs> and people either fall asleep mm-hmm. or change the the dial however someone like her or any of these governor candidates it is timely and important because of the makeup of our show and how we are critical in ways other people aren't so it unlike other shows people will tune in to say oh my gosh what's gonna happen that's the way this works with the politicians and the media they use us we use you and for Biden like oh no I'm totally above that I wouldn't want to ruin it for everyone I don't want to ruin it for you I'm not gonna do the pre-Super Bowl interview for you it is Kendall and Casey it's 93 WIBC and Jim Merritt is gonna join us next WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show, and oh my goodness, look at that Robert. smiling face. It is time to check in on the latest of what's going on at Indiana politics and government, and for that, we have our own in-house expert. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, the great Jim Merritt. Hello. Good Thursday. I always look forward to this 15 minutes. You are... Um, you are just a ray of sunshine, and you're actually wearing a bright yellow sweater today, and that is just the perfect appearance for you. you got to be happy in February in Indiana. And we're glad you're here, because you always know where the bodies are buried in Indiana politics and government. And let's start with, speaking of burying bodies, um, this thing with Diego Morales, just even by Diego standards, because let's face it, Diego is a total buffoon, and he has no business being in charge of a Wendy's, much less important things like elections and businesses and everything else. But he is. And even by Diego's standards, this was just totally incredible because I'm talking about he Jim Banks files to run for U.S. Senate. He turns his signatures in and Diego's first action as secretary of state who will oversee the election is to not only declare Jim Banks the winner and the next senator and his full endorsement and take a picture with him. He does it all from his office in the Indiana State House and any person, Jim, whether you are a State House uh, employee, whether you are uh, an office holder, whether you're a whatever, 
the moment you walk in the building, and I've been there and been through the employee training and orientation, is they tell you, you can't do any politics inside this building. You want to do that? Go walk across the street to the Cafe Patachu and do it over there. And he did it. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I can speak from my own experience that in the Indiana Senate, you could not talk about your campaign for re-election. Uh, I, I actually had a, uh, a press conference in the chamber, Indiana Senate chamber, and we were talking about a pro-law enforcement issue that we were going to tackle in the coming session. And there was actually a candidate for a Senate seat that was in that was in the body, in the chamber itself. And I got accused of politics because there was a chamber, there was a there was a candidate, not a state senator, in on the press conference. And and uh I I lamented that and I thought I was I was wrong and I apologize to the public on it because you can't have politics in the state house. Uh, it, there, there was a long time law that probably still on the books, but it's ignored now. That money cannot exchange hands in the state house itself. You can go down to the canteen and and buy a diet coke, but that's about it. You cannot exchange monies, and 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 uh, the reason why is because there's got to be a fine line between politics and government. Uh, and this is the I think the super concerning thing about Diego is there's a strong chance Diego is so clueless he didn't know that. And I don't know what's worse, not knowing it, because you are in charge of elections. You are the umpire of elections of the state of Indiana. First of all, it's bad enough, even if he was in the state house, that he declares some guy the winner Mm -hmm. when you're in charge, ultimately, of counting and receiving the votes. This is why people don't have any confidence in the elections, Mm -hmm. because you got the guy who's in charge declared one guy the winner. But to do it from the office is like he is just either that stupid or he just took his took a giant middle finger and said, here you go, people of Indiana, you eat this. This is why staff is so very important. You you look at uh, President Biden with his basement or his rose garden strategy he's going to do in 2024. It's because the staff doesn't trust him on the on the on the podium and, and on the mic. And so you, you've got to have seller staff that are, that uh, if you're a busy uh, public servant that they know the rules and they direct you because you're so um, focused on the job itself and and um, it, it's it's just really a shame to get up there and and do something like this because everybody that's in government everybody that's elected should understand and even if you're even if you're a staffer you've got to understand that politics and policy uh, politics and government. You know, it, it's a, there's a fine line there, and uh, and you just can't cross it. Uh, Jim Merritt's our guest. You're uh, you're a Hamilton County guy these days. I am uh, mm-hmm. Indianapolis through and through, and even got even got too bad for you. You said I got to get out of here. <laughs> um, so Spark, she's your she's your she US is my rep. member of Congress. Mm-hmm. She is exhausting. Victoria Sparks is exhausting, and that's coming from me, right. which is really saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, you are one of her constituents. I am. Uh, the floor is yours mm-hmm. on, to comment on this issue because I I fathom how anybody could vote for her after she just lied to everybody for a year about running again. Well, you know, it's it's it it, I, it first of all, it's untoward to tell everybody that you want to go home, that you want to be with your family, and you want to uh, kind of melt back into society that she'd done her public service. And and when you look at her time 
in Congress, number one, 435. I'm not sure why anybody would run for this because you're waiting to wait. There are four or five people in, in Washington that make all the decisions. And now that it's really tight, uh, one person can make the decision that is that is uh uh, that was, was earth moving in the way of policy, but but still, you're you're really uh, as a member of Congress, you're taking care of your constituents, and 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 I don't think she's had a piece of legislation uh, bubble to the surface that has become law. I'm just not sure what she's been doing for the last four years, and and to come out and say I'm not going to do it, then then wait to the deadline where people have committed their lives, yeah. that they're spending their own money, that are are campaigning for your office, and say, you know, I didn't mean it. Yeah, it's it's so it's really rude to the other people, you know, whether it's Goodrich or Raju or the Engling guy. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that are that are running out there, and for you to, to make that proclamation and then not only did she make the proclamation i mean she was like pondering quitting in the middle of the the session oh, what last she said, year she i don't know if these are her words but she hated it oh yeah and she thought that was she was on with tony last year during the whole mccarthy thing and right like, right and you know she she she's had staff turnover and and we just haven't and U- ukraine is an enormous issue in washington and she's from there and so, you know, I, I think she's kind of missed missed the opportunity for her to make a real impact in Washington. And and now you have uh, Scott Fadness, who is the, uh, you know, the mayor of Fishers. You've got Chris Jensen, the mayor of Noblesville, coming out against her um, in support of Goodrich and, and who's put a lot of his own treasure into the race. And it's so interesting that that she has done this. And, and and mayors don't do this where they support a, a primary insurgent now, yeah. uh, because uh, whoever your member of Congress is, if you're a small time, these are big city mayors now, but suburban mayors are coming out against the sitting incumbent uh, congressperson. That's a real big deal. All right. We got uh, about 30, what, 45 minutes from now, I guess. Uh, Suzanne Crouch is going to be here. Yes. And we, I've said this many, many times. I, I worked very briefly through no fault of either one of ours under Suzanne Crouch when she was a state auditor. Mm-hmm. And I always found her to be very nice. Mm-hmm. I've always thought very highly of her personally. I am, but the, she is so joined at the hip with Holcomb. Right. That politically i'm really fascinated what she has to say right and we give her full credit for coming in uh to answer these questions she knows she knows it's we're going to be firm but fair but how does she thread the needle because if there's an audience there is no audience that loathes holcomb more than our audience and i think she knows she's got to address this how do you how do you balance being this guy's lieutenant governor and being totally silent for seven years and I don't know. I don't well, know how she can let, do it. Let's let's fill in the blanks here. When she was getting to run, getting ready to run for governor, uh, she had countless uh, announcements of, of uh, support from the legislature. Individual legislators were supporting her, and and uh, to a person, they all love her. And and she's uh, very likable in yeah, person, oh, of course. And 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 but also, uh, you have uh, Governor Holcomb, who. Didn't put her on the yard signs when they're <laughs> running w- when they're running together. But number two, that it, 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 you know, with, with the state of the state speech every every year, uh, in the last two years, 
uh, the governor has interrupted his remarks and allowed the lieutenant governor to speak on the issue of her day of mental health, and she's been a good leader on that. And and so I've never seen that uh, before where a governor has given up the limelight for five minutes for his lieutenant governor to speak on this issue. And so what what this is boiling down to is you've got the legislative support. Uh, you've had positive feelings about the governor, your running partner for the last couple of years. And, and, and now you've got this FSSA problem that that is her administration because she's a part of the Hulk administration. And, and you've got a real problem with caregiving. You know, they missed the comma a billion dollars with the with the um, FSA, you know, FSSA Medicaid issue, and you've got all this swirling, and, and I'm not describing it well enough, but then all of a sudden this week, she says that she's with the caregivers. She's She wants an audit of F- FSA, and, and ladies and gentlemen, all of state government ought to be, ought to be audited uh, whenever a governor leaves office okay. so the next governor can what, do it. What are the odds? we got to get out of here, but I want to get, what are the odds? It's coming up here, and this is going to be incredible radio. There'll be a gajillion. Every radio in the state house, anybody remotely connected is going to be listening to this. Um, what are the odds she throws Holcomb under the bus when she comes in? There's no way she can come in with our audience and say, "Hey, Holcomb's great. He did a great job." Yeah, I, and I did a terrible job of, of describing That's the right. problem. We'll have but, me back. It's but, fine. But, but the problem is, is she she has to choose a horse. <laughs> She's got to ride one of the. Are you from the outside or are you from the inside? This is why I thought Senator Braun should leave Congress and, and leave the Senate and run for yeah. governor. And, and and she's got to pick if she's a part of the Hulk administration or is she not? Yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, the voter right now does not want to be confused. Yeah, we'll, we'll be firm but fair. She knows that. And uh, it's coming up at uh, 1030. Hey, uh, find you on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt. You got the very fabulous Merritt in the Morning podcast from yes. Cafe Audrey. Mm-hmm. You can find that on Facebook and YouTube. Jim Merritt, you're the best. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey Show. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Eleven minutes in front of ten. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. You realize we literally could make the governor's race today. Do you realize the power and the pressure that comes with mm-hmm. being us? We're so charismatic. I mean, we you have that. Think potential. about the amount of people who have contacted me who have said we are just waiting on the edge of our seats to mm-hmm. see how this interview mm-hmm. is going to go. Mm-hmm. And really, it is. I mean, it's a huge interview for Suzanne Crouch coming up at ten thirty because. Yeah. It is going to be, I mean, you have worked alongside somebody for seven years. Yeah. And I think most people have known privately, she vehemently has disagreed with a lot of things Holcomb has done. 
But when you don't speak out publicly about it, how do you now run against that? Mm -hmm. Because we all know, as Brad Chambers, despite having a gajillion dollars, is finding out that if you align yourself with Holcomb, you're DOA, you're dead on arrival. Brad Chambers could spend $100 million, and he has as much chance of being governor as you and I do, because everybody knows he's Holcomb's errand boy. I believe so far he spent 5.3. Yeah, well, so we're not far off, right? Mm -hmm. And where is he? He's still at 5% in these polls or whatever, because everybody knows you were Holcomb's lapdog at the IEDC. Your job was to help Holcomb's World Economic Forum buddies. And so it doesn't matter what high-paid political consultants or whatever that you bring in, Brad Chambers. Everybody knows you are a continuation of Holcomb. I think Suzanne has the opportunity to have has built up more goodwill because she spent a lot of time in the legislature and people knew her. But I'm fascinated. It's rare somebody walks in here and says, I have no idea what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. And I have absolutely no idea. No, I know what you're going to say. I mean, I know how you're going to get us into the interview. Yeah. But and I can't wait to see what direction it takes. It's uh, it's like choose your own adventure. We have no Based idea what page, what page we're going to turn to. So yeah. uh, it's just a lot of pressure that we have in this. I think people take, I think people take for granted what we do every day. It's like watching Michael Jordan. It just happened so often, mm-hmm. and it just was, he was so good at it. People just think it's easy. Yeah. It's not easy to be us. It's not easy <laughs> to be us, Casey. Well, I have uh, complete faith in you, but again. Not yourself? <laughs> I am. Well, no, I mean, I, I, hey, as I mentioned yesterday, when Hammer was in the studio, I come prepared. I have my list of yeah. questions, but the interview will really depend on some of her very first answers. Yeah. It's, it's going to be very interesting. the direction that it goes. And, so, and, and, and here's the thing. She is clearly, there are multiple polls that show, she is clearly the the number one alternative right now to Braun. Mm-hmm. And all the polls that have gone out almost are identical. And she's right now a distant second, but she is the alternative to Braun. And a huge hang-up with a lot of people because Suzanne is super likable in person. Mm-hmm. She's very, very nice. But it is that stench of being connected to, to lock down McGee, yeah. and this is her best chance to separate that, and we'll see how she does it. I, I Boy, I, it's gonna I be great. hope she answers the way I want It's going to be great. So we'll see. Hey, let's talk about, I mentioned earlier that uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, you know, he's the uh, DHS secretary, and he was up for impeachment earlier this week. It didn't happen. But he's been out in Las Vegas. He's there to go over safety and security measures for the Super Bowl. And while he was there, they had a little discussion and a reporter asked him about the failed impeachment vote and whether he had planned to step down if in fact the vote succeeded and what do you think his answer was no (laughs) you got it (laughs) you said nope it's matt finn with fox news Uh, i respect the collaboration and preparedness that we are discussing here to keep us all safe this weekend my question is for mr mayorkas Uh, how do you feel this morning after narrowly avoiding impeachment yesterday Oh, um, I've um, I've answered this question before. I'll, I'll gladly answer it again. Uh, the allegations are baseless, and I'm focused on the work, which was what brings me to Las Vegas today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans have indicated they may hold another vote, and they might uh, have the numbers at that point to impeach you. Uh, if that happened, would you consider stepping aside? No, I would not. Now, here's the interesting thing. Why would he? Well, sure. 
<laughs> what, do you, what do you think Schumer's gonna gonna convict him in the Senate? The interesting thing is that he went on to say that he was privileged to provide technical and operational expertise to the bipartisan group of senators that were working on that legislation. So at the same time, simultaneously, you've got the House saying we want to impeach this guy, and then that's the guy that Schumer and McConnell were talking to to craft the air quotes, border bill. I still can't figure out how uh, McConnell and Duke of Spendingburg and those guys are weaseling out and voting no on this when they were the ones cheerleading Mm -hmm. for the bill itself. And now they're trying to act like, oh, we're so disappointed that this was the bill that we got. That's the bill you people negotiated. Right. We have nothing to do with that. (laughs) Don't look over here. It's interesting, These these people's ability to look you in the eye and lie to you is, I mean, it is is both magical Maddening and impressive at the same time. All right, so stuff is happening with Tucker Carlson, and we're going to talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. Like